and welcome into a new episode. It's kind of crazy to see because we've been off for two months now. Um, welcome to a new episode of Perfectly Average. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Zach Leslie, and it's been a long time since we've been together, and I'm so excited to be joined uh, by Austin Garrett once again for the first time in a couple months. Austin, what's up? Not much, man. It is good to be back talking perfectly average movies with you. Yeah, it has been, I looked on a Spotify the other day, it's been a little over two months since we've done an episode, <laughs> and we've had a lot of discussions about restarting the podcast and uh, trying to get back into it. I did not have my equipment with me, it was at school, and with the pandemic, it was hard to kind of figure out uh, exactly how we were going to do this. Uh, but today we have a very special episode for you. We're going to talk about the most average movies that we have watched during quarantine. I have seen very many movies during quarantine. If you don't follow me on Letterboxd, go ahead and join the 920 lovely folks over there who already have. Um, Austin is also on there too. Uh, but I've compiled a list of all the movies I've watched uh, for the first time during quarantine. And that's kind of where I'm going to be picking uh, my choices for the most average movies from uh, Austin. How are you? How did you choose your most average movies you watched during quarantine? So kind of similar to you, uh, this my list is not on Letterboxd yet. Uh, it will be going up soon. But early on in quarantine, within the first couple of days, I just started ripping through movies. Yeah. And I was like, I got to keep track of how many I've watched. Um, so I just have a list on notes on my phone just of everything that I've seen, um, TV shows and movies and otherwise. So, uh, yeah, I, I pulled it from that list. Uh, I don't have my list ranked, but uh, I was able to go through and just kind of pick and choose, okay, what was what was too good, what was not good enough, find the sweet spot right in the middle. So most of my quarantine watching has been movies that I have missed that everyone has told me I need to watch, whether it be classics or recent uh, movies that maybe won Oscars or um, flew under the radar or whatever. So I have not seen too many bad movies during quarantine, which I am thankful for. Um, <laughs> but I have seen a good handful of movies that I thought were just okay. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about here. Um, we will talk about movies that we do love and uh, have gotten to experience for the first time during quarantine on a episode of Cinema Ticket, which is my other podcast, so be on the lookout for that. But here right now, we're going to get into movies that are perfectly average. And I'm excited to do that once again because it's been such a long time. Uh, we both have two movies plus an honorable mention. So, Austin, would you like to give your honorable mention first for yeah. the most average movie? Yeah, yeah. So my honorable mention, um, it's technically two movies, but I've okay. I've lumped them into one movie because they're basically the same. Uh and it's the National Treasure franchise. Uh, these are not movies that I watched for the first time over quarantine, sure. but they are the epitome of average to slightly above average movies. Mm. Um, and it's kind of like um, it's kind of like cold soup or hot soup on a cold day. Uh, it's yeah. just it's just that that bit of comfort. Um, there haven't been a ton of average movies I've watched, but The National Treasure fit the bill. Not good enough to make the list, but man, they are they are forever 
hold a special place in my heart as average movies. Yeah, for sure. And uh, luckily for for you and other people who guiltily enjoy those movies, um, there's a third one and a potential series on the way. So a lot more National Treasure content coming down the pipeline. Give uh, me more Nick fun. Cage. <laughs> yeah, especially what Nick Cage has been doing for the last like five years of just like absolutely unhinged Nick Cage. Um, well. All leading that. up to him locking down the Joe Exotic role. Yes, which Matt's just fantastic casting. <laughs> That's yeah. Um, so my honorable mention is a Netflix original that came out, oh, I don't know, a little less than a month ago, probably. Um, and it is a kind of teenage drama, romantic comedy kind of thing called The Half of It. Now, the reason the half of it is on my honorable mentions and didn't make the actual average uh, movie uh, portion of the episode is I think it is better than average. Um, But there are things about it. I don't want to spoil the movie for everyone. It's just kind of your typical run-of-the-mill teenage drama, um, romantic comedy kind of thing. Um, It doesn't break new barriers. Um, It doesn't tried for anything completely new it's kind of just your typical average um teenage drama uh i think the thing that elevates it for me is i think the performances in the movie are quite good i think the direction's quite good um but the story itself isn't anything you've never seen before there is a twist on it that i don't want to give away if no one knows what it's about that if you watch it i want you to kind of discover it for yourself um, but I think it's a worthy watch and if you have a free hour and a half to two hours, it's not going to ruin your day. Um, you'll probably smile a few times and like the characters and that'll be it. And you might remember it, but you might not. And that's not a guarantee with Netflix movies that it won't ruin your day. Not every Netflix that's movie true. can promise that. It, so. It's it's a, it's a, it's a solid B tier Netflix original. Like, All right, it's, I have it's good. I haven't seen it, so I gotta watch it. I gotta catch up on it. Yeah, it's 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 definitely worth uh, one watch at least. Um, but uh, it, it's not it's not average. It's above average. But I just wanted to mention it so that it was on people's radars if they haven't checked it out, just because it's a pretty easy watch if you're looking for something to do. All right, Austin. Now it is time to reveal our most average movies we have watched during quarantine. And now Austin, for you, are these movies that have come out in 2020 or are these movies um, that have come out in previous years that you're just now seeing? Okay. So both of these movies were movies that came out, I believe in 2019. So I'm, I'm just, you know, kind of like what you said, you were filling in gaps where uh, you were trying to watch movies that people had recommended. I was catching up on movies that I had wanted to see or had some level of interest in. And I was just, I was just catching up. So both of these came out in 2019. Um, yeah. What about you? Both of mine are 2020 releases. One, one is a Netflix release and one is uh, a theatrical release. Okay. I have no clue what you're going to say, like what yours are. So I'm so excited about this. All right, who, do you want to go first? Do you reveal your first one? Yeah, I'll go first. Um, okay, so my first one 
And you'll have to tell me if you've seen it. Okay. Um, my first one is Yesterday. I have seen Yesterday. Uh, the movie about the Beatles. Uh, the the main character, Jack, gets mm-hmm. into a, an accident. I think he's riding his bike and he gets hit by a bus. Yeah. And he wakes up and... Everyone in the world, except for a couple people, have forgotten about the existence of the Beatles. And, and so, other things. There are yeah. other things, too, that they forget about. But Yeah, they're, I think Coca-Cola is one of yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So several things. And so it. when I saw the trailer the first time, I was like, that's an interesting like idea for a movie. Um, you know, it's an interesting concept. It looked pretty good. Uh, I red-boxed it during quarantine. There you go. Uh, there's there's a red box stand at a, our grocery store five minutes from our house. So uh, I got it. I watched it. And, uh, I, you know, I there are some issues with it. You know, some of the lines are kind of hokey. Some of the acting is not great. Sure. Um, some of the story structure is a little hard to believe, you know. But it was enjoyable. Uh, lots of good throwback to the Beatles. You know, I forgot how many songs of theirs are good and how many songs of theirs that I really enjoy. Um, and overall, you know, in a world where not a whole lot of, uh, like originality, we don't get a ton of originality in our movies and our, you know, it's just a very different story to be told. And so, you know, I, I enjoyed it. There were some definite problems with it um or not necessarily problems but just it's not perfect it's not even great um but i really i enjoyed watching it yeah i think that's fair um i have a friend uh named charlie who adores this movie i personally am i don't feel that way about this movie i feel similarly to you um i think this movie does what it's supposed to i wanted to listen to beatles music after it was over yep i like lily james a lot as an actress she's one of my favorites um my issues with the movie all stem from ed sheeran and (laughs) that whole plot i hated it uh because it's a little hypocritical so so slight spoilers for the movie so at one point they tell jack that he doesn't look good enough to be a pop star and yet and yet (laughs) Ed Here Sheeran comes Ed Sheeran. <laughs> is standing right next to him on the same label, managed by the same people, and he's like one of the ugliest dudes on the planet. Like, yep. I I just didn't buy that part of the story. Like, you cannot tell me that Jack looks worse than Ed Sheeran. I mean, yeah. You just can't tell me. Uh, another issue I have with it is there are some lyrics to the Beatles songs that I feel like need to be changed for a contemporary uh, audience. Yeah. Um, for example, the "She Was Just 17 line, opening line of one of those songs, um, might need to be switched around because when the Beatles wrote it, they were 17, yep. 16, 17 at the time. Yep. Jack is like 30, so <laughs> it doesn't really work that well for me. Um, yep. And I think also, I think it's trying to tell us that the Beatles music is timeless, and I definitely agree with that message. But also, I think if the Beatles were existing today. Um, and not in the 60s, their music would sound a lot different. Um, yeah. And so I think maybe trying to make it sound a little more current, I don't know. Um, yeah. Just some things I noticed. Uh, 
now here's a big spoiler. So if you don't haven't seen yesterday, don't want to know anything about it. Um, John Lennon is kind of in it, which is mm-hmm. kind of a strange. I didn't think they were going to go there. Um, yeah. But I was honestly kind of pleasantly surprised, even though I was like, what on earth are you doing kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, so I definitely have issues with the movie, but the actors are likable enough. Um, the two leads anyway. Do you know and, my... Do you know my least favorite part of the movie? The most unforgivable part of the movie for me? Is it something to do with Kate McKinnon? Yeah, I don't like Kate McKinnon. <laughs> I, that's fair. She's a little over over the top record label person yeah. that a lot of these movies have. I feel like uh, she's just playing an SNL character. Yeah. I like think so an too. SNL version of a record producer. Yeah. And I just I I couldn't I couldn't get past that part. Yeah, uh, but in general, uh, similar to you, I, I just I had a good time with it, but um, mm-hmm. I think I gave it like a, a three-ish out of five on Letterbox, which is what the criteria is for the show. So for me, it fits perfectly into this uh, this perfectly average segment. I do feel like there is a little bit of wasted potential, but not enough that it disappointed me necessarily or bugged me that it wasn't better than it should have been or anything like that. Yeah, it could have been much better than it was, but ultimately what it was was an enjoyable movie. Um, you could turn your brain off a little bit, yeah. s- sing some songs that you've heard that you forgot about, and then once it's over, you don't have to think about it. No. <laughs> and that's, you know, especially when everything else is going crazy, it was a nice escape for an hour and a half that... Yeah. I don't have to think about again. And my whole family, all six of us, watched it together, and everyone had an enjoyable experience, no matter how they felt uh, about the Beatles in one way or the other. Um, yeah. It's just, again, an easy watch, but there's nothing that takes it into the good or great uh, categories of movies. All right, so yep. my, I guess, runner-up, technically, I guess, for this category is... And we talked about this before we started recording, actually, is Extraction, the Netflix original okay. action movie. So Austin <laughs> has not seen it, so I'm going to stay away from uh, spoilers. But I do want to talk a little bit about why I found this movie to be just okay. Um, number one, for me, Extraction is, I think, exactly what you think it is. It's an action movie with little story. They try to do some story things. But it just doesn't really work. But that's not why you're watching this movie, right? Yeah. You're watching it for cool action. And there is that in spades, I will say. Um, There's a 15... I don't want to say 15 minutes. There's probably like a 10-minute action sequence in the middle of the movie. That is genuinely breathtaking to look at. It looks like it's one shot. It looks like... I mean, Chris Hemsworth is doing all of it. It looks like... um, it's really cool, inventive action sequence. Um, so I would recommend if you're into that kind of thing to watch it and to enjoy it on that level alone. But if you're looking for any story thread to connect to, um, to move you in any way, it's not going to happen. Okay. Um, and there's something that happens at the end, which I will not spoil, that they leave kind of ambiguous, but it kind of made me angry. I don't really know how to explain it. It kind of feels like a setup for a sequel. 
Okay. But they don't explicitly tell you that it's what you think it is. Okay. And you'll have to let me know if you catch it when you watch it. But I was like, what are you, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's just a very strange ending for me. But uh, if you need an action movie, if you like the John Wick stuff, if you like uh, Atomic Blonde, if you like uh, really any of those kind of hitman action movies you'll probably enjoy it but for me i didn't give really a crap about anything that was happening in the story so <laughs> that's just kind of where i'm at with it so it's okay uh but the action's cool so that's all i have to say about extraction no i'm really excited to give it a watch um you know not excited in the you know like that i expect it to be great uh, but I found Triple Frontier on Netflix enjoyable. Uh, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, I've talked about that. So this sounds and looks like it's in a similar vein, yeah. and I, I'm I'll give it a watch. Yeah, I think I think you definitely should. Um, I know I think you'll enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, and for anyone who hasn't seen it, which Netflix says 90 million people have seen it, which I don't really buy at all. But that's what they're telling people. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, maybe watch it if you like action. It is very, very violent. Um, so if that stuff gets on your nerves, well, this this is probably not for you. Um, but yeah, check out Extraction. It's on Netflix. It's pretty okay. All right, Austin, your number one, your number one pick here. What you? All right. This. So I've seen some people talk about this movie. As if it is much less than a perfectly average movie. I've seen some people really dislike this movie. Okay. I found it perfectly average. Um, and of course I'm talking about the Russo brothers follow up to uh, Avengers uh, 21 Bridges starring Chadwick Boseman. So and... we have – we have so Joe Russo yeah. wrote the script for Extraction. <laughs> so we have Russo brothers – all over this this episode. <laughs> I didn't realize he. Okay, I didn't realize he was involved with extraction. Yeah. yeah. So, Twenty One Bridges. Uh, it's a cast that I really like. Um, Chadwick Boseman and J.K. Simmons and Taylor Kitsch. Uh, all three people that I really like. Um, it's got a a little bit of an, you know, an interesting setup. You know, there was a robbery gone wrong. Some uh, the cop a shootout ensues. A couple cops die, and then all of a sudden, there's a manhunt through Manhattan, and they shut down all 21 bridges. Uh, that part's a little cheesy. They shut down all 21 bridges, so no one can get in or out of the city. And they've got the one night. And if he doesn't catch him in the one night, he's pretty much done as a uh, as a cop. So it was enjoyable. Uh, in the fact that there were some twists and turns in the story, a uh, couple instances of corruption and, um, you know, some cool chases, some cool shootouts, you know. Uh, but, man, some of the writing is awful. Like, some of the dialogue is not good at all. Have That's you seen not, that one? I have not seen 21 Bridges. Um but I heard similar things to you. I, I know I have friends who were kind of excited about it because 
it said from the directors of Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. That's kind of what they based the whole marketing campaign around. Yep. Um, but I don't really know many people who have seen it and don't know many people who thought it was very good. So. Yeah. So I think <laughs> if my memory serves correct, they showed it as a preview for, during – I guess it was Endgame. They showed – this movie as a preview and it comes on and it says from the people who brought you Avengers Endgame and infinity war, uh, Chadwick Boseman shows up and they start playing Kendrick Lamar in the background. Mm -hmm. And so everyone was just like, Oh my goodness, this is going to be awesome. And I, you know, I was probably one of those people who was excited for the movie and then it came out and I didn't see it. Uh, that should tell you a little bit about the movie itself that the hype was kind of, you know, hollow. Um, but I, it took a core, all it took was a pandemic for me to finally sit down and watch this movie. <laughs> and go. it was an enjoyable one. I think it was a day that I had watched three movies and this was movie three of the day. Um, and I enjoyed it. That's good to hear. I, I hope we don't have to talk about, many future Russo brothers movies on this podcast in the future. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope they deliver something with, I believe it's called cherry with Tom Holland that comes out next year. I hope that is awesome and everything. I hope it is. And I hope we never, we don't have to talk about that movie on this podcast. I hope I get to talk it on, talk about it on cinema ticket and how much I loved it. And not on here uh, because <laughs> I do respect the Russo brothers as filmmakers and what they've done for comic book movies and whatever. Um, but with 21 Bridges and Extraction both <laughs> making our lists, I, <laughs> I feel kind of bad, but at the same time, I would like better movies. Please. Yeah, I'm with you. Right, what's so your my, yeah? What's your number one? Yeah, so my number one is a movie that came out in February. Okay. It is a movie that is based on a pretty popular IP. Um, it's not Birds of Prey. I like Birds of Prey very much. The movie that I'm talking about is Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> this movie is not as awful as you think it would be. It's perfectly harmless. It's fun. The action is kind of cool sometimes. Uh, ben Schwartz as Sonic is pretty funny. Um, Jim Carrey is magnificent. He is 90s Jim Carrey, full blast. Everything you want Jim Carrey to be. In a movie, he is in this movie, and the second he shows up on screen, it's a pretty enjoyable ride to the end. Um, James Marsden is fine, uh, perfectly fine. He does this movie all the time. I feel like. Yep. Um, Wasn't he in that movie with uh, Russell Brand <laughs> as a bunny? Yes. Yes, he was. Hop, <laughs> that's what I. I could, yeah, called. I think that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is better than Hop for sure. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I'd hope so. <laughs> It is probably the best video game movie I've ever seen, which does not say much. <laughs> um, I like it a little more than Detective Pikachu, probably. Okay. Um, it's fun. Again, the CG is pretty cool. I just, after all it went through to get to this point, I wanted yeah. to support it a little. So I rented it for a few bucks, watched it, had a good time. Won't think about it again, probably. Um, but especially if anyone's listening and has little kids or whatever, 
Um, this is a perfect movie. Like, it's probably a great kids movie um, mm. for little kids. If my eight year old self would have obsessed over Sonic the Hedgehog, probably. <laughs> but my 21 year old self thinks it's just okay. And that is honestly better than I would have thought it was going to be before I saw it. So, yeah. Also, so, have you seen this? I have not seen it. When it first came out, there was a lot of buzz. I was like, okay, this movie's terrible. And then I had talked to a couple people, and they're like, okay, actually, give it a shot. It's way better than people are saying. Uh, I've heard the same stuff about Ben Schwartz and uh, specifically Jim Carrey. Um, and But I, I haven't had a chance to watch it. It's on my list, uh, my next list of things to watch. Um, and I'm glad to hear that it was enjoyable because – when, you know, I, I do, I felt for the people who made it, you know, when they mm-hmm. first released the cut and then people go crazy on them. Um, you know, I don't, I don't wish that upon anyone. So I'm glad that it was enjoyable and I'm sure, I'm sure if my seven, uh, or my five-year-old brother, uh, were to watch it, oh, um, I'm sure he'd go crazy. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a movie for kids, and it knows who its audience is. Um, it's never confused about who it's for or what it's supposed to be or anything like that. Um, it does exactly what it's supposed to and has some funny jokes for adults along the way, and the action is genuinely impressive some of the time. Yep. And Yeah, I, I just want to give my, my kudos to the people who made it for the visual effects artists who worked really really hard to get it the way it is um after people trashed it when the first trailer came out so i just thought this would be a movie worth my money uh to support the work that Mm. went into it and it was worth a watch you know maybe someday i'll watch it again but right now i don't really feel like it um maybe i'll forget it but it's it's not that bad maybe you'll forget it and one day your kids will find it and then Then you'll be able to relive it all over again. Well, maybe one day when I have kids, there'll be like five of these movies. <laughs> There's no Sonic the Hedgehog from the movies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the uh, the crossover with the Pikachu with the Pikachu movie. I'm waiting yeah. for the so Sonic and Pikachu team up movie. The extended universe. I would I would watch. I, I did not mind Detective Pikachu and I did not mind this movie. I think Ryan Reynolds and Ben Schwartz are hilarious and would love to see them do their voice acting of these characters together. I would watch it. I'm sorry. A, I just would. A, a buddy cop movie. Yes. And bring, bring Jim Carrey. Jim, if Jim Carrey is a villain again for that movie, I mean, that's, that's all I need. That's what more can you ask for? Not much from video game movies. Like I said, it's probably the best video game movie I've ever seen. And, again, that's not saying too much. Yeah, I've been trying to think the whole time. I've been trying to think of other video game movies, but goodness. Assassin's Creed, horrible. Yeah. Um, There's been a lot over the years that just don't work, and this one kind of does. So uh, I recommend giving it a watch. Um, But for now, that's all of the average movies that we have lined up for today's show. So, again, Austin, uh, what were yours? Uh, Mine were Yesterday. And 21 Bridges, and I gave a little bit of shout-out to my man Nick Cage at the beginning for creating the perfect movies for quarantine average movie-going experience. Yeah, and I had uh, Extraction and Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, with the honorable mention to the half of it, which is on Netflix. 
Um, so if I would say for all these movies, if you have nothing else to do, I, you're not going to hurt yourself watching any of these mm. movies. You're not going to have a bad time necessarily with any of these movies. Um, you just, you'll just probably forget about it the next day. That's, that's really probably it. Yep. Totally Austin, agree. Thank you for joining me on this. It kind of feels like a debut episode, but it's really not. We've been at this for <laughs> a few episodes now, uh, but thanks for joining me again, man. Love talking about average movies with you. Uh, anything else you want to say? Uh, not, not really. I, I just, it's good to be back. Um, you know, it's been so long since we've been able to talk about average movies. There's been a, there's been a space in my life that has been left void, uh, and and it is complete now. So, good to hear. All right, well, be on the lookout for the episode of Cinema Ticket, uh, which is another podcast I host. And Austin will be on that, and we'll be talking about movies we love for a change. So if you want to hear movies that we like and love to talk about, please uh, join us uh, for that episode of Cinema Ticket. Hop over there. Uh, Please uh, subscribe, follow this podcast wherever you get it, and we'll see you next time on Perfectly Average. See ya.